You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Not in the flesh, but in the spirit is the title of this devotion. You see, if we live after the nature of the flesh, then we will suffer the pains of its corruption, of its decay, of its despairing journey to death. And you'll feel that. And then you feel life's not worth living. And I don't even know why I want to be on earth. I don't even know why, why I should try to live. You see, that's the nature of the flesh. It is sentenced to death. And Jesus Christ bore the full measure of that death on the cross so that he could give the life and, and that death was accepted by God as the full ransom to satisfy the law's demand, demand that the soul that sins shall die. The wages of of sin is death, the Bible says. So the law was completely satisfied, not only in the action of Christ giving himself unto death for us, but also the nature by which he gave it. You see, Jesus did not give himself in resentment, in wrath, in vindication, in offense, no, the opposite. The Bible says that when Christ died for our sins in Ephesians 5 verse 2, it was like a sweet fragrance to the Father. It was a well-pleasing sacrifice, offering. It says in Hebrews 9 14, by his eternal pre-existent person, by his eternal spirit, he offered himself without blemish to the Father. And the Father perfectly was able to accept that offering as well-pleasing to him. In other words, Jesus, what's the wording I could use, so to speak, was the sacrifice to obtain that perfect reconciliation, that perfect forgiveness, that perfect acceptance, that perfect satisfaction that the penalty we owed that evoked God's wrath was fully paid and he removed the wrath. He removed the judgment. He removed the penalty. He removed Satan's ability to use the law against us to attack us with condemnation. He removed it because he satisfied the law, you see, through his death. And his death was accepted by the Father and the proof of it according to Romans 1 verse 4, is that he was declared righteous in his, in God's sight through the resurrection of the dead. And so Jesus now gives his heavenly, holy, sinless, well-pleasing to the Father life to come and dwell within us. We now have been made alive with him. We who once were dead in sin and trespasses were made alive with him because God 
who is rich in mercy and longed to satisfy his great love for us, even though we were dead in sin, made us alive with Jesus Christ. So now, the life we live is not our own, but it's the life of the Son of God, according to the flesh, and dead in sin, according to, the, according to Christ, I live to God. According to the flesh, I'm dead in sin, but according to Christ, I live to God. I'm no longer under the dominion and control of sin because I'm not living after the nature of the flesh. I am free from the law of sin by the law of Christ's life within. Yes, yes, listen, I have sin in this flesh. First John chapter 1 says, He who says he has no sin is a liar. I have sin. I, Robert, right now have sin in this flesh, but sin has no dominion over me, for he who conquered sin lives within. He, his death, that he died to sin once and for us all. You see, his death is my freedom from sin. And the life he now lives, he lives to God. You find this in Romans 6 verse 10. And that life is in me, living to God. And I live to God in Christ. I no longer live to self. I no longer live to please the flesh. I no longer live for the love of the world. The way that we're free and have authority over the world is to be dead to it is to be freed from its control, but no longer living for it. I live in it, but not for it. I live in it, but I'm not of it. I'm of the kingdom of heaven. I belong to my loving heavenly Father. Oh, I am alive with Christ unto the Father, and I live to please my Father. So, no, not in the flesh, but in the spirit is the title of this devotion. Okay, so let me read with you Romans 8, starting at verse 1. And I'm going to read the first 11 verses here and listen in reference to what I've just been saying and you'll see what we're talking about there. Is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and on account of sin, He condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk or live according to the flesh, but according to spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to spirit on the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded, fleshly minded, is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, 
If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, then the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Oh, glory, glory to God. And so what the Lord is saying to you this day, that we are in the Spirit, not in the flesh. The title of this devotion, not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. You see, I'm no longer, I'm no longer living after the flesh. I'm living after the Spirit. And I'm becoming more and more spiritually minded. More and more, the Holy Spirit brings the words to my thoughts, the words of God. And when these words come to my thoughts and come to my heart, because that's where they become alive, in my heart and in my mind, where the Word becomes active and living and powerful, it helps me. No, this is the mind of the Spirit. This is the mind of Christ. This is the mind of and will of my Father. This is not the mind of the will of my Father. Oh, and there's been times when there seems to be this tug of war between the natural man and the heavenly man, between that flesh man and the spirit man. And the Bible talks about this in Galatians chapter 5. Let me show you right here. It's such a easy to grasp when you take it in reference to what we're talking about. He says here, the spirit in verse 17 He says, verse 17, For the flesh lusts, argues, lust pushes against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you cannot do the things that you wish. You see, the flesh nature, the Adamic sin nature, is contrary to the spirit of life in Christ. It doesn't have the same nature. The flesh is in disobedience with God. The flesh is under the wrath of God because it suffers the sentence of death in this flesh. I know I'm going to die. Yes, you know this. The outer wind perishes, but don't be discouraged. The inner man is being renewed, providing for you the realization of a greater weight of glory that awaits you in the presence of the Lord. Don't therefore look at the things that can be seen that are temporary, but look at that which is eternal that cannot be seen. Second Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. So you see this, I know that this flesh nature is contrary. Now when you're a very young Christian, these things are still quite new and, and you're having to learn. But, but, but the Holy Spirit within you, He teaches you all things, Jesus said in John 14, 26. The Holy Spirit teaches you all things. So you begin after time, begin to realize, when I go that way, I feel cold, separated. I feel the life that I've left behind. When I go that way, my thinking, when I go that way, my desiring and my wondering, oh, I feel the love and the life of the Father. And you could see that through Christ, you're being led into communion and reconciliation with God. And apart from Christ in your natural nature, you feel you're being separated from the Father. And you say, no, I'm never going back there again. 
I want to draw near with a true heart and sincere faith, with my heart sprinkled from an evil conscience and my body continuously washed by that living water of the Holy Spirit that I may enjoy fellowship with my Father and fellowship with those who are born of Him. And no, 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 I can't go back there. And you see, you're being transformed. Second Corinthians 3, 17 through 18. You're being transformed by the spirit of life in Christ in you. And you're beginning to experience freedom from the dominion of your flesh nature that seeks to serve self, that seeks to have attitudes and bad mannerisms and bad ways about it and selfish outbursts and insisting on your own rights and unkind, crude, rude ways and mean and uncontemporaneous and harsh ways about it. And you say, oh my goodness, I've come to hate self, hate this self. Jesus said, unless you hate self, you'll perish with that evil nature. But if you love God, you will live with that heavenly nature you receive from him through Jesus. You see, friends, You begin to hate that old nature of sin, that old nature of Adam, that flesh nature of this flesh. You'll begin to hate it and say, no, I will not live to please you. I will not, no. I want to to live crucified with Christ, dead to you and alive to the Father. I want to please my Father in His love and His peace and His joy and His goodness and His kindness. And then the spirit of life in Christ begins to manifest in your flesh in increasing measure until your whole flesh is becomes filled and flooded with God himself and you have the richest measure of his divine presence and you become this body filled and flooded with God and your flesh now is completely under the authority of the resurrected life of Christ who conquered the sin nature in the flesh and who conquered it not only for us but now manifest that victory in us And now you live free in Jesus, 2 Corinthians 3.17, free in Jesus from the flesh nature (coughs) to be able to be transformed by this heavenly nature and no more in the flesh. No more, no more, no more, no more, no. You know, dear friends, as you keep growing, you'll learn from 1 Corinthians chapter 10 this, this nagging that I feel, this unhappiness, this unfulfillment, it's my flesh. This nagging, complaining, unfulfillment, unhappiness, this pushing and pushing for what I want, even to the point of strife and harshness to others, it's my flesh nature. No. No, I don't want to live to please myself anymore. I hate it. When I live that way, I feel separate from God. I feel empty. I feel worldly. (laughs) I don't want it anymore. It's dead to me. It's dead. I want to live to please my Father. I want to live in the joy of His love and peace and joy in me, His kindness, His goodness, His long sufferings. I don't want to get angry every time when people don't do what I want. I don't want people to become slaves of my temperament. I don't want to make everybody feel bad around me. That's my flesh nature. And you begin to recognize the difference. And you begin to lay off, as he says in Ephesians 4, the old nature, the old flesh nature. I'll read it to you right here. He says, put off, verse 22, concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind 
and that you put on the new man which is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. You see, you begin to want to put off that old nature. Paul here in Colossians chapter 3 verse 8 says the same thing. He says, but now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie against another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and you put on the new man who is renewed the knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Oh, my friends, you, you begin to, all of a sudden these scriptures, you go, oh, my goodness, my father. You see, friends, listen to this in closing. I know i got to stop, but listen. If you don't learn this, what I'm talking to you about, then you will not have much faith for people that they can change. You'll not have much faith they can change. And you think, nah, get rid of them. They're, they'll never change. You know, if our loving Heavenly Father would be that way with us, then we'd all be lost. Me. I'd be lost. But my Father loved me when I was yet a sinner and demonstrated His love for me by giving His Son for me, Romans 5 verse 8. And you see, through that love, I've been compelled to no longer live to please myself, but to live to love Him who loved me and gave himself for me and his love compels me. And now by his spirit, I'm free from the old man to enjoy the new man in Christ. And I'm being transformed. I'm being changed from one degree of his glory to another, 2 Corinthians 3, 17, 18. So friends, when you live in this reality, then you have faith for people, no matter how vile, no matter how crude or rude or harsh or mean they are, and especially for us ministers, but also for us husbands, for our wives and our children, for us, for your wives, for your husband and your children. We need to have this faith. If Virginia did not have this faith for me, we would not be married still after 40 plus years. But she had faith. She had faith for me. When I was hard to bear and even caused her physically and also because I was so hard to bear, she never gave up faith in God that the good work he had begun, Philippians 1 verse 6 in me, the good work he had begun in me, he would complete and perfect that which concerns me, Psalm 138 verse 8. And she stayed in faith despite that it seemed impossible, despite that my natural nature was so barren like Sarah's womb, so barren she stayed in faith like Abraham and had hope when there was no hope and kept giving God the praise that He would fulfill His Word in me. And here I am, a new creation, and we're desperately in love, and we're best friends, and we love being together. And I want to encourage you, come on, embrace this message, and let the Holy Spirit so fill you with this faith that you can believe for people that they can be changed by the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. Have a good day.